It's the Real Roots Radio podcast, on-demand content highlighting the best information and entertainment from the Real Roots Radio team. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Connie Smith. Connie, how are you today? I'm great, Tyler, and it's great to talk with you. It's, uh, it's always a pleasure to talk about Chubby Howard because I loved him very much. He was my buddy. Yeah, he was he was a friend and a and a buddy to so many uh, people out there. Whether it was fans, whether it was fellow musicians, or just friends, uh, he I think he's probably got the Guinness Book of World Record for how many friends a guy could have. Well, he was all love, and he set a great example for all of us to follow. Because if we can have as many people love us as Chubby did, we'll be all right. And and it was just reciprocal because he gave out that love everywhere he went. That's right. And uh, I uh, remember uh, uh, some of the stories and just different things when he would when he would tell uh, different stories, like telling uh, stories about working with you and other uh, folks. You could just you could hear it in his voice, uh, the love and admiration he had for all those uh, people that uh, was around him. And, of course, uh, talking about working with you, that was one of his proudest accomplishments. I, I've heard, uh, I don't know how many times, just in the almost three years that I've worked with him, uh, how much he loved working with Connie Smith. He surely did. Well, he was my buddy. That's all I can say. He was just, he, he just was, it was just a heart connection there because uh, he was such a just, a, just a fine man. He sure was. And uh, I know uh, one of the, our favorite stories that we've always heard him talk about was in uh, 1974 when uh, Chubby and Steve Lake and the Swing Masters and, of course, uh, you and some other folks when the Grand Ole Opry uh, the very last night at the Ryman Auditorium. Yep. When, when, uh, I loved it. All of you, when all of you was there and... Uh, uh, closed down that night. Tell me a little bit about that night. Well, it it was an awesome night because I my dream since I was five years old was someday to sing on the Grand Ole Opry, and it was the Ryman Auditorium that it was emanating from when I listened to it mm-hmm. growing up, and I always wanted to do that, and I uh, became a member there uh, in 1965. I was at the Ryman Auditorium. And I was there for five years at the Ryman before they moved to the big Opry house. And it took a while. It's just like when you leave the old home place and you go to a new place. Uh, it takes a while for it to feel like home, which it does now. But there's still just something special. Well, and I know what it is. The Ryman Auditorium is a church. It was built as a church. And there's a lot of, a lot of presence in that building. And the, and the fact that the sound is so good. Uh, it's just one of the special places for anybody to work in whatever genre. I mean, Tallulah Bankhead, you know, Bankhead, she worked there. There were so <laughs> many great, great artists, you know, from of all genres that worked there at the Grand Ole Opry. But it was just, it was just our home. I mean, when I first started working there, there was no, no, we didn't have the, 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 the air conditioning and all of that, and it was. Uh, had one great big, actually it was a bathroom, is the plate only dressing room they had for all the women. And then there was one over on the other side for the men. And uh, so it was, you know, we, it was just, it was just family, you know, just like the old home place. And I know I was privileged to, on the 100th birthday of 
to rhyme, and I got to, they asked me to, because I was scared to death, but, but I sang Amazing Grace a cappella that night at the 100th birthday celebration of the Ryman. Oh, but wow. to be a member of the Grand Ole Opry uh, and be around the people that loved what I loved and enjoyed what I enjoyed and and to become not only to, to be around them and hear them sing, but to become friends with so many of them, you know, from, from Roy Acuff to Minnie Pearl, you know, to Dottie West, to just so many great, you know, to George Hamilton the fourth. So many great people that we, we got to know uh, once you got to the Ryman, you know, and to meet all those people. So uh, ending that up that night was really, really special. I'm so thankful that I got to be there on that night. Yes, ma'am. A lot of a lot of great memories on uh, on that night. And I know uh, Chubby's, he said... Uh, so many times, what a just a memorable night in his career that was. And, of course, Steve Lake, I know he still uh, remembers that night uh, very well, as, as well as the uh, other dates that they uh, got to work with you, different uh, uh, places that they went. I know, I think... Uh, yeah, we did a lot of work together. I think uh, Pennsylvania used to, used to be one of the uh, states y'all was in quite a bit, if I remember right. Yep, it was. It was one of the main... Uh, they just kept asking us back, either to the Bean Soup Festival or, or, you know, or to one of the festivals. They had all kinds of festivals up in the Fireman's Festival. Uh, all of those states that we worked up there now are, are gone, but we still miss them. And, of course, then there was, you know, the, uh, all the parks up there that was a big part of the country music scene as well. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the steel player that uh, used to record uh, with you on darn near just about all the uh, stuff that you've uh, released over the years, Weldon Myrick. Now, Chubby had a great uh, admiration for uh, Weldon and really, really, really studied uh, Weldon's style, his signature sounds that he had uh, put on, on your records. I know those two gentlemen had a real special connection as well. Yeah, well, Weldon was a big old policeman from Big Spring, Texas that played the steel guitar, and he came to town and actually... I met him when I first came to town because he was playing uh, in Bill Anderson's band. But Weldon had a wife and six kids, and he didn't like being on the road away from the family. So he he quit after a while. Mm-hmm. And at that point, he couldn't make enough money to feed the family, so he went back to work for me for just a little while. And then uh, his record, the, all the music on our records, it, his steel playing was as big a part of it as my singing. And he got to be so busy, sometimes I couldn't get him for a session. <laughs> but he was he was one of my dear friends. Weldon was like my, my brother or my dad when we were on the on the road. He would watch out for me. And uh, and but he and he had such a great sense of humor. He was really known for that at the opera. He was always pulling pranks on somebody. But uh, he got away with it because he was about six foot six. <laughs> 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 Yeah, but, when there's uh, when there's a musician that's about that tall and that kind of stature, uh, he can pretty much do what he wants to do. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, and also he was just a wonderful, wonderful man, and such a you know such a great guitar player. He he set the standard for every every steel player that I've hired since then has started out very nervous because of uh, <laughs> knowing who I'd worked. You know, I've been I've had the privilege of having great steel guitar players work with me. And uh, uh, so it's uh, I've got one now that Eddie, Eddie Lang is my steel player now. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Gary Carter worked with me for years and years, and he retired, so he's not on the road anymore. But uh, Eddie is just really doing well, and we're just enjoying being with him. That's fantastic, and of, and of course, I can imagine that the uh, the very first song that uh, when you when I would imagine I'm going to assume here that the very first song when when you're trying out a new steel player the the one that is the audition <laughs> song is all come running. That's right, Eddie can do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I know yeah. for years, for years, I've heard Chevy talk about that song, and he'd always tell me, he'd say, I never could quite get that intro just like Weldon did. He said, but I got it close, nobody by golly. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody can, but you, but you know, when you start playing music, you can learn what other people have done, but ultimately, it's got to be the music that's coming out of your heart. And so, it, as long as it fits the song, and as long as it works for the song, that's good enough for me, so... Uh, and, and Eddie is very close on what he's doing, so I'm I'm real tickled to have him with us. And he hasn't been with us too long, of course, through all this pandemic and all this. We haven't had a chance to do much playing. And then, of course, I had COVID that uh, almost took me out. So uh, I've had a, about a year of getting over that, all of that because I was one of the long haulers. So oh, I've done much work. I've done the Opry, but I could, I didn't have the strength to through the road, but I'll be back. I'm starting like in February. I've got some dates coming, so we'll be in Texas, you know, there and, and New Brunswick, Texas in February. And Matt, Marty and I, they book us about every year for Valentine's Day. I don't know why. I guess they think we like each other or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Connie, yeah. it's so great to get to talk to you today and, and hear all these stories and uh, memories. Uh, before we go, uh, I know you worked with uh, Steve and Chubby quite a bit. Is is there any stories or any particular memories that stand out real big to you that you haven't had a an opportunity to share yet before we uh, part ways today? No, just the fact that uh, Chubby was just a really close, dear friend of mine. And I loved him, and I loved his heart. I loved the way he treated me and other people. And uh, I, as I said earlier, He is an example for what we all need to aim for because God's love coming into you and out through you is what gets the job done. Yes, ma'am. That's that's beautiful. I I really I really like that, Connie. I really do. That's very well said. Well, Connie, you take care, and uh, I know uh, the folks down there at the Opry they're really going to be looking forward to uh, hearing you on that stage tonight. Well, good. I'm glad because I'm going to be anxious to be there. <laughs> well, uh, I'll be uh, I'll be listening, and I know a lot of other folks will too. And uh, you take care. And if you're ever up in this neck of the woods, uh, we look forward to getting to see you and getting to visit with you. Okay, thanks, Tyler. I've enjoyed talking with you. We've been keeping it real for over two decades with no signs of slowing down. Real Roots Radio.